It's Wyatt's World with Wyatt Wheeler. Presented by the Springfield News Leader. I tweeted earlier that I wasn't going to do a podcast for the Tuesday show, but I started watching the first half of the Missouri State football game again against UT Martin and realized that, A, I'm not too big of a fan of myself if I'm doing this to myself again because this was noted as one of the worst halves of football that I've watched uh, since the Dave Steckel years. And B, uh, not other, not, no other reasons really, but I just needed to talk, get some things off my chest, make sure we don't get too far away from this game when there's a long time between this game and the next one. Um, but I want to, we need to talk some football here. So uh, welcome to Wyatt's World. I noted on Twitter, on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, that uh, not feeling my best uh, as I do this recording. I don't know if it's allergies. I don't know if it's minor cold, but it's just me today. I uh, couldn't get in, to, didn't want to go in and talk to Art about this because uh, I didn't want to give it, I didn't want to chance anything of me being sick. It's not COVID or anything, but I uh, wanted to make sure he's, he's everything squared away with him. So, uh, just going to be me today, just sitting here watching this first half of the Missouri State football game. As it goes across my screen, um, missed tackles, just watching the defense right now, um, just watching the patience as well of this little running back using his blocks to get to the second, third levels pretty easily throughout this game. Uh, very disappointing Missouri State football game at UT Martin. Of course, you get the nice comeback in the end. Oh, at least the guys don't quit, but... You still lost 38-31. to 31. You were down 17 at the end of the first half. Um, you gave up 256 rushing yards as well. So I think the first thing we need to talk about is how bad was it? Um, not going to be a big game recap or anything, but the first half was straight out of hell. Um, it was 256 rushing yards allowed. The Bears had a nice first drive that made it look like, oh, this they look like they could be pretty good. Uh, 155 yards total offense in that first drive. 75 of them came on the first drive. 65 came on the final drive in an interception. And then you do the math around there, and it's 140. There's only 15 yards from the other drives where the Bears went three and out and also lost a fumble on one of the plays. So not, I mean, everything that looked like could have been bad for Missouri State went wrong for that one. Uh, It just, it, it was... Like I said, I went I just sitting there watching it. It's like, how long is this season going to be? You're two games in. You saw some glimpses that you liked from the Bears in their first game against Kansas. But what's going on in this second game to where, okay, you showed signs of life on your first offensive drive, and then everything just went straight downhill. You'll hear from Ryan Beard throughout this, just talking about not getting in your right holes not getting your right run fits um just basic things and tackling that missouri state failed to do throughout this game that really causes some concern makes you think how basic they're gonna have to do some things uh going into this two-week bye week um but yeah it's just talking about how bad it was the first half was bad second half made you think okay they can maybe be all right they didn't quit which is something that you like to see um, but you like to see a whole lot more. So um, I think when you're when we recap this game, you need to talk about what happened with quarterback. 
Jordan Pichot coming in at the end of the first half um, was really strange. And it, as you hear in these two clips here, it didn't totally sound like Ryan Beard and Jacob Clark, who I was able to talk to after the game, to- weren't totally on the same page when you uh, when you hear the reasoning for uh, why why Jacob was taken out at the end of the first half, where you saw Jordan come in. Of course, Jordan Jacob was announced starting quarterback earlier in the week. You get Jordan Show that comes in when the Bears' offense wasn't doing anything. Uh, you saw no signs really of a shoulder injury like they teased. And then um, Jordan comes in, makes a few good throws, and then throws a bad pick. And oh, you know, with Jordan's pick, I think that this he's a guy that has been able to make every single throw because he has a huge arm um, at every single level that he's ever played to where he trusted that arm maybe a little too much to make a throw into a window where he's playing a lot faster guys. And he's, he was great at the Juco level, uh, great at the, uh, I'm sure he was good in high school, but just, I mean, that's a throw that you can't make at this speed. And I think that would get, I think that would get better with more playing time, but, um, it, he's, he's QB two with this team. Jacob was fine throughout the game, uh, especially when we get into that third quarter. But, uh, here's, Here's why Ryan Beard said Jacob came out of the game in that first half. And then here's Jacob saying why he came in out of the game in that first half. Yeah, so again, Jordan is, he's got a little shoulder issue that he's trying to work through. Or excuse me. Jacob has. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jacob has a little bit of a shoulder issue that we're trying to work through. Wasn't feeling it at the time. Same thing kind of that happened at the last end of the game he took a shot couldn't finish for us um, but but that's how it goes we have Jordan has to be able to come in and perform when the heat's on and get the job done so is that something coming into the game with Jacob the shoulder it, it had been kind of wearing on him a little bit from the Kansas game but we didn't think it would be an issue and he, he took a shot uh, I think it was mid first quarter that, that really kind of dinged him up again for the rest of the game but again he, he did the best he could staying in there and he took one more shot right before our last drive drive that just put him out for the rest of the game. How's your shoulder? Uh, it's good. It was a little bit of a like stinger towards the end, um, and then that's why I had to come out for part of that last drive. Coach said you were banged up late in that first half too? Uh, the first half was really, it was really a non-issue. Um, I wasn't doing a good enough job uh, in the first half, and they looked to Jordan to give us a spark, and he's a really good football player. So, so a little strange. I think some of that was probably Ryan trying to protect his quarterback, not put a bad headline out there saying that um, Jacob was benched. Uh, I mean, Jacob was fine. Those uh, They weren't getting anything moving during those drives, and I don't think that's 100% his fault. Talk about the run game and how nothing's going, putting him in some obvious passing downs uh, to where hey, maybe Jordan comes in, can make a few plays with his feet, um, but then you see the interception. It's just like, okay, it's it's fine to go back to Jacob when he hasn't made that mistake uh, since those last few drives of the uh, uh, the Kansas loss. You kind of go into halftime. You have a bad taste in your mouth after the pick. You're down 24-7. You look awful. I, and, I, and then now you hear Ryan Beard and how he reacted to how bad the Bears were. He didn't really hold back. I, and that's something I think fans would like to hear. I think that's what something fans want to hear when you when it's all obvious to us how bad it was um and ryan acknowledges it takes blame for some of it 
and also isn't afraid to call his guys out on it. He didn't list names or anything, didn't call out a player specifically. Um, but as you're going to hear here, um, this is an angry Ryan Beard. This is the angriest I've seen him in my four years around him. I, I, I mean, I didn't know he was capable of it for my interactions with him. Uh, just a good dude, just a good dude and somebody you'd want to hang out with from, uh, every interaction I've had. But, um, this is one that's just like, okay, this is the head coach in him that we're seeing very young into his second game as head coach, um, when he needs to hold a team responsible, uh, for, ha- for the poor play ad. Here's Ryan. That first half was as bad as it could get for in a lot of ways. Oh, it was but, terrible. Yeah. Why it was why it was awful. Uh, we didn't again. We didn't tackle well. We didn't fit proper gaps. Um, it's a simple stretch on the first play of the game that goes for however many yard touchdown. It, that's unexcusable, and that starts with me as a, as the play caller, as you know, a defensive minded head coach. That that's poor on every single facet. And you knew. I mean, you knew that kid coming into this game. He's a freshman of the year last year in this league and that's somebody you had been talking about all week just what was it about um, him he's able to go for three touchdowns and all three of them were for lengthy yards I think a lot of it in the first half was they they played harder than we did um, it was I was not happy with our effort or energy or passion even on the sideline uh, we have to fix our mannerisms when things start to go bad in order to recover quicker so it doesn't turn into 24-7 at half um, because again you go out in the second half, you, you put some things together, you look like a real football team. And that's that's what we have to keep growing with, and that's what we have to focus on. I mean, you bring up the full football game. You say two, tale of two halves last week. That wasn't really the story here because of the fourth quarter and how much you guys gave up in the fourth. But when you guys are able to have that type of third quarter and you're able to have that drive that you had in response to that opening touchdown, I mean, you guys show that you can be that. Just... What is it about this group that's not getting it right now to where it can't put yeah. that all together? Yeah, well, we have to mature and understand what it takes to, to show up. And when, when the ball is kicked off, you better be ready to go. Um, and, and again, we have to figure out the whys that is in our preparation and how to get our team ready to go and then finish football games. Again, they finished well today. Poor, poor, poor execution on, uh, again, pretty much every phase in the first half. In the fourth quarter, you guys are able to hold them there in the third quarter, 14 yards, but they're able to, you know, when you guys tie the game up, you guys couldn't stop them there. Just the, Was it a lot of that first half coming back, or would you see kind of break down there? You know, again, I think the the little back did a nice job running hard. He, he spun out of some tackles, and when, when you see, for instance, the, the one before the last touchdown to go ahead, um, he was, he's bottled up for a three-yard gain and he gets out of the tackles and runs for a touchdown. That, that can't happen if you want to win football games. And again, you know how good this conference is. We got to get that fixed and get it fixed quickly. It's just overhearing you and Corey there, just halftime, just trying to get these guys inspired a little bit, just trying to get them to get on the same page. Just you know, what was that like? And I mean, they responded. Yeah, we challenged the guys at halftime. We basically said, um, if you're not going to show effort, you're not going to play hard, you're not going to go finish this game, you won't play in a Bears uniform. Um, it was pretty point blank, Wyatt. We challenged them. They rose up to the occasion. They, they gelled together as a team. And you could see the guys coming off, obviously, vis- visibly frustrated, which they should be because, again, they fought back. They played hard. And that's something we can, we can grow on. This is not gloom and doom. Yes, we're 0-2. We've 
we got a lot of season ahead of us. Um, and, I, and I do think if we can put it together, we'll, ha we'll have a decent football team. Long two weeks, just what's the focus right now, trying to make sure you, you do look better when you play in front of the home crowd? Yeah, long two weeks. We got to get back to work tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but this, this coming week. Um, get some guys that are dinged up fresh, but still work the, the technical parts of the game. Again, when you, when you talk about our issues, you talk about missed tackling, you talk about run fits that are, you know, day one install things that, that shouldn't be happening at this point. But when you have, again, a young football team, some guys that haven't played together as much, some of those things are more apparent. And some of that motivation obviously worked. Missouri State came out in the third quarter, and you saw that defensive line play as well as it had all year. You see them stopping the run. They, they held UT Martin to 14 yards rushing after giving. 256 up on the ground that first in those first two quarters. Um, the Bears went back to Jacob Clark, of course, and he put the Bears in position to score every single drive of the second half, whether um, that first drive into the missed field goal went right off the crossbar from 48. Um, it was a long one, new kicker, uh, probably maybe just on the edge of his range, um, but put him in a position to score, and then you go touchdown, field goal, touchdown to tie, and the Bears are tied in the game. And um, the Bears were able to put the effort in that you wanted to see from uh, when considering Ryan and what he was saying in that clip I just played. But, the Bear, but you saw the team that you thought you were going to get this week. You saw a lot of the offense that you saw in that first drive when you, know, you thought the Bears were going to be able to do a lot of things. Um, be able to get into a lot of positions of score. And then another thing, I, I think it's important to just note they didn't quit. Um, the coaches, I, I, I like how they're not saying, oh, we're um, happy with the heart and things they played with. There is something to be said about not giving up, um, just not folding it in. Because after watching that, we all saw a team that very well could have. We saw glimpses of what we had seen over the last decade before the Petrino family got here to where, yeah, that's a team that maybe loses 47 to seven or something by the end of the night. Um, I, I think you're, you can take a little encouragement for that, but um, at this point, when you're four years into these coaches being here, when you're into a lot of this stuff of these people being here, um, you want to see that better. Uh, turning into more wins instead of patting yourselves back for uh, pat, patting yourselves on the back for not quitting, but it's something you want to take note of with the new coach. They had themselves in positions to win uh, throughout the second half, but of course, when we get into the fourth quarter, the defense reverts back to what it was in that first half, to where it gave up. Let's see the stats right here. You you give up 400 plus yards of rushing offense. Um, and over three quarters, because you really take that third quarter out when they only give up 14 yards of rushing, 14 rushing yards, and they still end up with 405 on the ground. So that's 300, not, 391 rushing yards over three quarters that it just can't happen. And 133 of those came in the fourth quarter and couldn't stop the little guy, couldn't stop Sam Franklin. I, I turned and said at one point that I don't think they're giving him the ball enough um, when he had about 13 carries. And it was like, hey, he's probably getting it quite a bit. And then they just gave him the ball. Missouri State couldn't make the tackles. And 
Um, even some plays that didn't go for touchdowns, he was still staying on his feet, avoiding uh, avoiding linebackers and getting to the next level. And um, just a poor performance from the defense again, to where you're looking at that and being like, "Oh, what this is what we saw in the Kansas game. This is what we were concerned about in the Kansas game, and it hasn't gotten any better." Uh, and then you go into the weird ending, Missouri State. I think they did a good job by not tackling the little Franklin kid at the very end because Beard burned through some timeouts to where letting UT Martin score, or I don't think they let him score. I think that's just how it ended up. It's it's 38-31. Bears have the ball at the minute 45 left. Clark makes some throws, gets the Bears to midfield, and out goes Clark, in comes Pichot, and it's just like, what is happening now? Uh, You're taking out the quarterback that is, done fine the entire the entire game and then Pichot comes in makes a good throw to Tariq Owens for for a first down gets them with a chance to throw the ball uh, maybe a couple times into the end zone but then you see Pichot on the final play of the game scramble for five yards Bears are out of timeout there's about 13 14 seconds left on the clock receivers are all deep down the field have to run back and uh he tried spiking the ball with the game with the game clock expired so that's how the game ended. Um, you, show has to have more uh, awareness than that. When I mean, it's only his however many play playing on a college playing an FCS football game, but it's you've you've got to have you're watching that clock the entire time. Um, Madden players know how to uh, have that awareness in the back of their heads when they're calling their next play or whatever. So, so what did we learn? We we went into this game wondering if the Bears could finish games, and then they weren't able to start. That was obvious from the 81-yard rush, 81 rushing touchdown in the first play of the game. If the Bears couldn't finish in the end either when they're trying to drive down for a touchdown, uh, end up getting tackled in bounds, and they lose and don't give themselves an opportunity to throw the ball in the end zone once. Um, so that's still a question. You look at Jacob Clark. He's fine at quarterback. He's your starter. It shouldn't even be, it's not even a question. Um, can be good when he has time. Uh, still made some good plays with his legs to avoid pressure. Pocket, the pocket was fine. You like what the offensive line did there. Offensive line couldn't get any push for rushing yards. Thought Jacardia Wright had a better game, but there are times when he tries to stretch the ball east and west instead of going north and south. He's not the east and west type of runner. Um, I'm sure that he was great at doing a lot of that when he was in high school, putting up historic numbers in Decatur, Illinois. But these guys are faster. They're going to be able to get to him more. He's a north-south guy with really good speed, and there are times when you try to see him do a little too much of the stretch. Um, But the offensive line has to be there. They're wasted plays, it looks like, when they're called, when you're trying to run up the middle. They're just trying to establish, get something, but it ain't working to the point where you're like, Nick Petrino, please stop running these run run plays when you also realize that you probably need to just to keep the defense a little off balance to be able to throw it in, the, in, in future downs and maybe give yourselves a chance to run. So a lot of questions you still have from the Kansas game brought over into this game um, as far as defensive line play and defensive play. Uh, here's Ryan on a couple of those things. So where are we at with Missouri State at this point of the season? I think it's a worthy thing of asking 
if there's going to be much interest in them kind of going forward, you have, you have a loss to Kansas. You were down by 10 going into the fourth quarter or at one point in the fourth quarter, you almost, you, you lose by 31 and then you lose a game that you probably should have won. I think the bears are probably more talented than UT Martin outside of that little running back, but, um, they just didn't play well in that first half to the point where uh, they're losing a game and they're 0-2 to start the year. That's a UTM team that you have to probably beat if you want to even think about playoffs. And the schedule doesn't help when it comes to fan interest. It's two straight road games, a bye week, and then you're hosting Utah Tech. And I'm sure they'll be a fine attended game because Family weekend, first tailgate. Uh, family weekend is probably the only thing to get people into the stands, um, aside from family and friends. But it, it's a tough ask for a lot of people to come out and support the team when you're 0 2. There, there wasn't too much hype or buzz around this team in the first place um, to where you're going into week four for your first home game against a team that's not too appealing. Uh, uh, to the fans on the schedule to be like, hey, I need to get to go. I need to go watch the Bears take on Utah Tech. I haven't looked at the FBS schedule that day, um, but there's got to be something that's uh, going to be a little more attractive, whether it's SEC, Big 12, Big 10 game, uh, to where 2 p.m. on a hot Saturday afternoon in the middle of September uh, is going to be a, it might be a tough one. So I'm very interested to see how that goes. And then you just kind of look at the MV, the Missouri Valley Football Conference right now, and you'd look at probably six or seven teams that you put over the Bears right now if you were to power rank these. So South Dakota State just won, just beat Montana State. That's a top ten matchup. South Dakota State national champs, no question there. North Dakota State just as a program, no question there. They're they're ahead of Missouri State. Southern Illinois just pulled off the first FCS over FBS win of the season beating Northern Illinois, holding on at the very end, creating turnovers. Southern Illinois beat, they just beat, uh, they just beat Northwestern maybe a year ago. So Southern Illinois getting buzz in, um, one of the better quarterbacks, maybe the best quarterback in the league. North Dakota has been a great program the last few years. They've continued to look good. Illinois State just entered the top 25. And I think, I still think Northern Iowa is going to be really good. They're 0-2 started with a really tough schedule, and I'd still put them ahead of Missouri State. The point, I just listed off six teams, Bears seventh at best, to where you're looking at, I'm not yet sold on Youngstown State, South Dakota, mid-tier Valley teams, and mid-lower-tier Valley teams. And then you look at the remaining teams in the Valley, Murray State, Western Illinois, Indiana State. I think Missouri, I think Murray State. Is probably trash. Western Illinois, final tier, final year in the league, competitive with Illinois State for a bit the other day. Might be a little bit better than what we're giving them credit for. They still are. They still probably suck. And then Indiana State, they lost twenty-seven to nothing to Eastern Illinois to start the season. They're awful. So Indiana State not even on the schedule. The Bears do have Murray and Western Illinois on the schedule. They don't have South Dakota this year. They do have Youngstown State. So those are three teams that you're just kind of looking at. Okay, the Bears can be competitive with them. And then you look at those teams at the top, you hope you're competitive with them at some point. Bears have the likes of Northern Iowa at home. 
Illinois, they play, they host, I believe they host Illinois State. Could be wrong there. Uh, they do host Illinois State. You go to Southern Illinois, you host North Dakota State, you are on, you finished the season at South Dakota State. That's tough. So right now you're looking at the Bears being maybe the seventh best team in the league. That's not getting you into playoffs. That's not even getting you into conversation to where, you're looking for growth at the end of the year, maybe. Is that how we're talking at the year, end of this season? And then you look at the remaining schedule. Utah Tech at Southern Illinois, North Dakota State at Western Illinois, Murray State at Youngstown State, Illinois State, Northern Iowa at South Dakota State. Right now, you're only favored in three of those nine games. Utah Tech at home, Western Illinois on the road, and Murray State at home. So you're looking at, when, when, I mean, that's three and eight, and that's not anything, that's not what you're looking for right here. The Bears disappoint last year, four and seven. You would hope they could at least get back to that. I think the Bears can win a home game against Illinois State. Who knows about Northern Iowa toward the end of the year. Um, Southern Illinois has been a competitive game in the past, but this is a, t- there's, it's, it's it, that, it, there's not much to take away from these first two games that gives you confidence that the Bears are going to be in these conversations to be competitive down the stretch. Um, it, it is, it's, there are reasons to sound some alarms after this one, but you see how bad that first half is. So things carry over from uh, week one to week two. Um, maybe they can be a lot of that third quarter team that can be a good, solid team. If you're that third quarter team, you can be competitive with the Southern Illinois or, um, a Youngstown state on the road, um, Illinois state at home, Northern Iowa at home to where I just circled Southern Illinois, Western Illinois, Murray state, Youngstown, Illinois state, Northern Iowa. That's six games in there to where you're feeling like you could be really competitive. Utah tech should be in there as well. So seven of your final nine games, if you're that third quarter t- team, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, all these teams that I'm going to circle and uh, question whether it's going to be obtainable or not until the Bears could consistently prove that they're at a high level like those two programs are. Uh, the Bears simply aren't there, and they don't deserve to be in that conversation after last year and the start to this year. So the Bears are... They're they're one of those lower mid tier teams. When you want them to be what, probably an upper mid tier team that's fighting for one of those playoff spots, being talked about in one of those playoff spots. So it's a, it, they're in a tough spot right now, and um, I think it's I think it's right right the it's not out of the question to have these conversations right now, especially after what you saw in that first half, especially when you hear the way people are talking right now. When it comes to having to challenge your team to come out of the locker room well, or um, you're not going to be wearing a Bears uniform anymore, there's so many embarrassing aspects to what's gone on so far this year. To where uh, this could be a long, long year. To where we're questioning a lot, questioning a lot of things with how Missouri State football is going to be from now until the end. Um, it's just, it's not a good football team at the moment when you've seen that there is potential to be a fo- good football team. So a long way to go in this Missouri State season. Um, sorry if I don't sound very good throughout all this because my nose is a little stuffy. Uh, maybe it is allergies and 
It's just not COVID. I know that for sure. But I'm going to try to get something else out there this week. I wanted to get this conversation out there so we don't get too far ahead of the UT Martin game. I will talk to Art about at some point about these two get about this game and the one coming up. And it's also Art Haynes' first game back behind a microphone next weekend when the Bears do host uh, Utah Tech. So that's probably the biggest win of the season for anything Missouri State. Um, Want to do something high school at the end by the end of this week. Uh, having some fun ideas there. Um, you can always there's always a, always open to some feedback. Uh, Wyatt Wheeler underscore it L uh, on Twitter slash X. Um, and you guys have my cell phone where you guys know how to get it. So text me, DM me, whatever you need. But uh, thanks for joining Wyatt's world for this week. And uh, I'll talk to you sometime soon this week. Mm-hmm.